Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, someone who is always ready to explore, Jada Anise, an old soul, TikToker, songwriter, and jokester, who's here to talk not only about her debut single, Liquid, but also her teeny bopper crush she once wished would make her one less lonely girl. Yes, the Tiger Beat Centerfold, who made a big impact on young hearts everywhere about a decade ago, Justin Bieber. Jada, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. I know you were about nine or 10 when this crush happened, but I was in my 20s and I too had a crush on Justin Bieber. I thought... (laughs) I thought he was just the cutest little thing. I loved his music, so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I definitely, we just, you know, always bumped him. I actually went to one of his concerts. My dad surprised me and my sister. He told us we were going out to eat, and it was in Cleveland. And um, he took us, and we just, like, we got out the car, and we're like, where are we? And we're trying to figure out where we are and then we realized it was a Justin Bieber concert and like of course we weren't all dressed up how we wanted to be so he bought us these little Justin Bieber t-shirts at the concert (laughs) so that was kind of cool yeah because you want to get like dressed up for the night out even at like a young age you're like I am not my best what if he sees me and (laughs) yeah like what if I get pulled up on stage or something because he did he pulled somebody up on stage (gasps) Mm. I like the intention but he should have been like we're going somewhere fancy yeah (laughs) yeah like try to look cute guys like brush your hair (laughs) (laughs) so like like i said you were about nine or ten years old in about third or fourth grade when justin bieber entered the picture but before him was there like anybody at school that maybe influenced your crush on justin bieber was there any guy with that side swiped hair or anything like that or any other maybe celebrities that caught your eye before justin um I would maybe like Jesse McCartney from like the Hannah Montana episodes when she, I think his name was Jake in Hannah Montana. I would say him probably would be the closest. And then, but from around my area, not really. I mean, they tried. (laughs) You know, they tried to pull it off. It just didn't work out the same. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not sure of the science, but at this age, this grade, it seems to be when a lot of us start to have our first kind of celebrity infatuation like the big one. I think about fourth grade was around the time like Nick Carter of Backstreet Boys kind of entered my world. And I was like, this is my husband. Right. (laughs) So I was like, and again, like every girl my age back then was like obsessed with either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. And it was like, you weren't cool unless you liked one of them, which made me think like, because you noted that every girl in class was kind of into Justin Bieber at the time. Do you think there's some sort of like peer pressure when it comes to these teeny bopper crushes? Like, crap, if I don't like the it person, then I'm not cool. I think in a way, yeah, like it's not really ever noticed. So it's kind of cool that you like thought about it that way because that's really true. Like, and it's, I think it's, it just somehow travels like at that age. I think it's not even really like the pressure, but like if everybody likes him, like he's just cute. Yeah. Cause like I remember, um, I think like, do you know who Hanson is? They sing Mbop. 
way no, I don't, <laughs> the way old. I think I was in like they came out about the summer, maybe before third grade started, and I I was loving them all summer, and then I went to school that fall, and everyone was like, they're lame, and I was like, yeah, they're like toilet losers. <laughs> And I kind of had to hide my cassette tapes and be like, yeah, I don't like them. But I, I did love them, but it's like they weren't cool. So I was like, nah. <laughs> but of course, like Justin Bieber was totally amazing, though. Like, I don't think he's like handsome where you're like, uh, it's kind of not cool. Like Justin Bieber was making like this really cool music. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a bop. Like I had the CD, I put it on my radio. Like it was knew every single word. And then the Christmas album. Don't get me started on a Christmas album. That what? still, I was still sing and like rap every, <laughs> every word. Were you, um, you said your dad like took you to a concert. Was he like really supportive of this crush? Like, or was he kind of like, maybe I'll just get it out of their system. Take him to the show. They'll get over it. <laughs> well, he, he just kind of like a funny story. Actually, we had a big poster of him like, and he was on our door and our door was shut and my dad went to go to the bathroom and he seen like a light like uh, um, from outside the curtain shine in on the poster and he like got like squared up with the door like ready to you know knock down the door because he thought it was somebody and the whole time it was a Justin Bieber poster so ever since then I'm not quite sure how he felt about it but prior to that he was pretty supportive I would say were you one of those like kids that you would get like the teeny bopper magazines and learn all the little facts about Justin Bieber? Yes, I've had my share of magazines. I've not necessarily read them, but I would flip to the sections that had the free posters and rip those out and stick them up on the wall. And then they were always two sided. So like there'd be somebody else in the back. And- Oh, I know the pain for sure because I had like the Backstreet Boys and then I had a friend, he loved Britney Spears and he would always be like, well, can I have this poster her? And I was like, <laughs> Backstreet's on the back. Like, no, you could take the NSYNC ones that have Britney, but <laughs> like those those were hot commodities. Exactly. So it made me get think, like I sent you a couple of pictures because teen idols have been around for every forever and like every generation has their own my mom loved the monkeys like old people a little bit older than me new kids on the block me backstreet boys you justin bieber and then we have jonas brothers bts so many so i wanted to go through the 70s 80s and 90s with you to kind of see who your teen idol crush would be out of these three like major of each decade and they are in order of the picture you're staring at they're going to be in order so from the 70s we have david cassidy davy jones and leaf garrett and we're going to go everyone listening we're going based on what they look like in their prime we're not i'm not giving her pictures of these like 60 year old men or whatever old they are now like this <laughs> 70s teen idols in their yes. primes. What right. they look like in the photos. Yeah, <laughs> so when they were cute. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, the 70s, who would you who do you think your heart would belong to out of these three? Oh my gosh. Honestly, okay, so like this is if you have to pick one. Yeah, like if you had to if you were like in the 70s, these were like the popping guys. Which one do you think okay. might have been into? If I if I had to be in the one, it would probably be at the time. Mm, I'm going to have to go with the one on the far left. So that is David Cassidy. Good choice. All right. He's from the Partridge Family, a show about a family band. So you picked a musician. Okay. 
Well, they're all musicians. Yes. All right. So in the 80s, our next picture, it is Michael J. Fox from Back to the okay. Future, Ralph Macchio from The Karate Kid, and Emilio Estevez, who is part of the Brat Pack, Breakfast Club, all that. Okay. These guys are a little bit more modern, a little bit more handsome than our 70s guys. Okay. Yeah. The one on the left. All the way to the left. Ooh, Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. He's still pretty. He's kind of handsome today. Kind of. Is he? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pick this actor named Rob Lowe for the 80s, but he's like someone who he's just going to be hot until the day he dies. So I thought that was very unfair. I had to kind of make it even. <laughs> right. He's just one of those guys. So for the 90s, it's going to be the boy bands. So the okay. picture is all the guys. And the first picture on top is going to be Backstreet Boys. And then in the middle is in sync. And then the bottom, kind of like the third place always, 98 degrees, <laughs> the gap models of boy bands. Okay. So all as a group, which one would I say? Yeah, like which group do you think had the, the best aesthetic looks like? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. I kind of like them all. Um, I'd have to go with the top. Uh, yep. Backstreet Boys, number one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. They look like they're filled with personality. Good choice. And they are still around and doing very well. (laughs) I just went to Vegas to see two of them perform in this very weird Vegas show with a member of NSYNC and one of the guys from Boys to Men. It was it was a thing. I'm not sure what it was, but it was something I risked getting sick for. But we're going to get back to Justin Bieber, who, in my opinion, will one day be looked back upon as like one of the like pristine teeny boppers of like your era and it seems like your crush on Justin Bieber started as soon as he hit the scene um but how did you come to like discover him was it a video a song on the radio a picture in a magazine yeah honestly I just remember watching his um YouTube video like on the guitar like the first one that I think kind of um put him on the map and then I remember seeing it again and knowing that it went viral and he was just this then it just all blew up oh so you were watching him before he like came and he had like a record deal like you were searching the YouTubes (laughs) I think so I don't know if I've seen him on the show but yeah I used to watch YouTube a lot and um I just remember seeing it twice I don't remember if it it could have been like right when it was blowing up or I don't know but I do remember seeing it like and then seeing it later down the line and what was it about Justin Bieber that kind of made him it for you at the time? Honestly, I just like the catchy songs. And then, of course, you know, he tried and he had that little swag behind him. So at the time, I was, you know, it was just like, it was cute. <laughs> yeah, he, he had this like, there's just something about him that was very magnetic when he came out. I think it's yeah. he had the it factor, that scooter bra and he knew. He knew. Yep. <laughs> And it seems around that time you started to write your own songs. Did Justin Bieber kind of influence you in that regard? He may have in a way, I think, maybe just because, you know, I was a fan of his. And I think just seeing catchy songs, you know, I probably most likely tried to write some Justin Bieber lines. So I think I think he definitely had a part in that. You have like a favorite Justin Bieber um like line or lyric or anything like that that you still to this day you're like that was good I wish I wrote that 
Um, I liked Justin Bieber's, um, I liked his, it was the, I can't, I don't know, I can't think of the song now, but it was one of his, like, low-key songs, and it was the one that was like, Romeo and Juliet, I forget what that's called, but that was stuck in the moment with you, I think. Okay, so you like the, the, uh, not the hits, you like the under, (laughs) underground ones. (laughs) I really like that one. And like you, um... My teeny bopper crush again started in the latter half of elementary school and started to kind of dissipate by middle school. You know, for me, it was all about moving on to someone who maybe was cooler in a way. So why do you think your crush on Justin Bieber started to fizzle around middle school? I think, honestly, my uh, older sister kind of had an influence on that too. You know, she kind of liked them. And then, you know, of course, I want to like the older guy, you know, the guy my sister, not the guy my sister likes, like, but just like everybody liked him, you know? So it's like, I just, you know, like we said earlier, we kind of just hopped on that trend. It's also, I think, um, around that time too, around when you probably started in middle school, he was kind of starting to fade out publicly. I mean, he was still making music, but it wasn't as like popping. Right. Around that era. So maybe that had it. You're like, eh, that's kind of how it was for me. Backstreet Boys were still doing okay, but they weren't making like the mega hits anymore. Yeah. And it, it kind of too is sometimes like you were lame if you still liked Justin Bieber at one point. But then like, I feel like people kind of eased up on it. But yeah, at one point you were like a lame or like a little kid if you still like Justin Bieber. <laughs> for sure. And you're like heading into middle school. You definitely want to appear older. You don't want to be the baby yeah. anymore. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Exactly. You just like play it off like, no, but like I was still listening to like teeny bopper music. I was just like not being out as outward about it in middle school. Uh-huh. Exactly. Same. Same. And something I've always have found interesting about your generation is like you guys have this new wave of what celebrity means because you have YouTube stars, Vine, TikTok, and a lot of you are growing up crushing on these people where it's like, I'm like, what do they do? I don't know. <laughs> like, right. That's cool. I mean, my mom didn't understand what I like, so I'm just getting old. So you said that after Justin Bieber, you kind of went to Cameron Dallas, who's known for like Vines and all that. So what made him like the next guy? I don't know. I just... You know, Vine was a thing, and then I'm scrolling, and then I just, like, that was honestly no influence. Like, it just, like, I just, like, and then I was like, okay, and then it just grew crazy, and then I wanted to go to MegCon, I wanted to meet them, and, like, I was ready to, like, miss days of school to go, I don't know, it just it just happened, you know, and then it was, you know, you'd always lip sync to, like, some Drake songs, too, I think that might have done it, but... <laughs> And like for when you like somebody from like Vine or TikTok, how do you like how does this crush go about? Because for me, it was like, I'm going to put posters on my wall. I'm going to read all the magazines. But I guess do you just do like Google searches or just stay on top of their social media? Yeah, I didn't do too many um, um, posters and stuff at that age, but I would maybe like set my lock screen depending on like whatever and then I honestly didn't stay on their social media as much as you would think like Instagram and stuff like that it really was just like the vine at that point like I would just stay there um didn't really and then obviously once I got a little older I did start going to the YouTubes because they kind of were posting on vine less and so she started going to YouTube and then you know he was dropping movies and then you know I kind of just got older and just was like okay next (laughs) 
And like during that time, like we said, Justin Bieber's music wasn't as grand as it once was when he came out, but he was still making headlines for his behavior and his relationships and all that. Were you kind of paying attention to that, like side eye, because you had loved him so much as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, if it was like on the news or whatever, or something big or everybody's talking about it. But I kind of always just sided with them just because I liked them. And I didn't really know all the details. So, you know, it's hard to judge somebody off of headlines, of course. Did his career at all kind of like he came up so young and he's had to deal with a lot in his life and his career so far. Did his career teach you anything on how to handle your own as a young performer? Yeah, I say just seeing like you said, as young as he grew up and everything he's been through, you know, the mistakes he made, some of the songs he's written, um, I think is important, you know, that sometimes you listen to what people are saying and what they go through and you spread it to the next, you know? I, I seen he had a talk, I think it was with Billie Eilish about, you know, that situation and, you know, he got emotional just because he, he, he understands and people like that need more, need to feel more, you know, protected, I think, and understood. Uh, lyrically, have you, like, written anything that maybe is a little influenced by Justin Bieber today? Because I know, like, his one album, Purpose, that's when I started to pay attention again. I thought it was a perfect record and it showed like so much growth from where he had started. Any influence on you today? No, I think, um, I think I haven't had that experience like knowingly. Um, cause at that age I wasn't as focused on, you know, lyrical content as I am now, you know? So to me, it was probably more of the catchiness to the beat and, you know, the emotion that he put into it, but I may not have been paying attention to the writing style, but that would be something cool to go back and do and listen to it uh, in that way and kind of see how it can influence something. Might be a fun project for you to do. (laughs) So say Justin Bieber had made you one less lonely girl once upon a time, instead of being with Haley, um, he was married to you today. Like, how do you think your life would be with Justin Bieber as your husband? Honestly, if it were, I just feel like we'd be clowning. Like, some of some of the videos I've seen seems like a pretty goofy person. I feel like it would just be fun, good vibes, you know. Would you like be like we have to make an album together? Man, an album? Yeah, I think that'd be pretty dope. I honestly think our sounds would mix well. Um, you know, you can be on stage. Look, you got me over here dreaming. I mean, that's what crushes do. They make us daydream and... Yeah. (laughs) So now it's time to tell us more about your debut single, Liquid, because again, you started writing about third grade. Did you already know then that you could carry a tune as well? Like, were you already singing? Yeah, I was definitely already singing. I was was writing, like, in my head and, you know, would have little pieces of paper that I'd write something or... And then I would forget, you know, and just let it go because my attention span was tiny. So wasn't couldn't really <laughs> finish a song or even get to it. But um, yeah, and as I got older, you know, I kept wanting to do that, wanting to get into all of that. And then um, I kind of didn't want to really tell anybody about it because, like I said, I grew up in a small town. And so I was kind of embarrassed of that dream. And so I kept getting older and older and I'm hitting my teens and I'm like, okay, you're grown now. Like nobody still wants to be a pop star, like what, you know, or anything, like what are you doing? And so then finally I'm like, okay, well just listen to it, you know, follow your dreams, you know? So I started writing, listening to beats, you know, connecting with local producers and all that stuff. And then, you know, really got into it and took it seriously. And started, you know, made some contacts in Houston, you know, from my um, billboard artist, Jimmy B. And it was just great. He's 
said that you kind of hid it from people. Does that include your family? Because I know you have a couple of people in your uh, family who are involved in music. Mm-hmm. Were you kind of like hush hush about it to them too? No, all the people that I knew genuinely like understood knew. I mean, I'd have them help. I'd show them my work, you know. And so I trusted everybody that knew around, about my music. It was more or less just, I guess, the whole outside world. And, you know, that just is a childish mindset, you know, that you just have to get over. Like, if you feel something, you got to go for it. And I was just so like, oh, well, nobody around here does that. It's not common. Like, I don't want anybody to know. And it's like, it's just not, it doesn't work that way. I'm glad you got over it um, and you're on your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a few years ago, you wrote a song called Fuck Love. How do you think that one compares to where you are now with liquid as an artist as a songwriter um i would say that song originally like was one of my first songs so that like the way it's developed from the first time i wrote it because it's still gonna be something that um you guys can look forward to hearing about um in the future um but it's we've changed it so much from the very first time i recorded it it's like really cool to see the difference in the songs do you think you've grown as an artist since writing that song to now? Oh, yes, 100%. I mean, I don't get to get in the studio too often because um, I said, you know, I record in Houston, Texas, and I live in Ohio. So it's a trip each time. But each time I go, I mean, I learned so much just being able to have that um, interaction with uh, the people that I work with up there. Uh, we all work well together. and. It's just amazing every time. Hey, you guys really vibe together, which is kind of what Liquid is about. It captures this like feeling of what it means to really be down with somebody. And was that inspired by someone in real life or were you just putting out those imaginary feels? Well, yeah, um, it was my boyfriend actually at the time. And we went, we were in, I was in Houston and um, I was actually writing a sad song. And it was like, you know, more emotional song, like pretty deep you know and your feeling song and then they were like okay well we just recorded like three emotional songs you know let's try to switch the vibe and they're like just think about Omar you know just think about your guys's vibe and you know everything you guys you know do and so then I went back to the hotel room that night and started um writing and it just you know and then we just it just happened and then we went and recorded it and it's a little bop (laughs) again we're gonna stick with the vibes because um That's what this song is all about. And so for you, what's like the number one activity that you think you can do with someone that will prove that you vibe with them romantically? Other than obvious things. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, okay, so not obvious. Well, I don't know, it's kind of like obvious, but there's a deeper meaning to it. I'm gonna have to say like laughing. Like if you can honestly just like totally like clown, for me at least, you know, like humor and like that connection, because my sense of humor is like different. And some people may not think, you know, like I'm just, you know, it's different. It's like if you can click with me and my personality and understand like my jokes or when I'm being sarcastic and like do weird stuff with me and we can just sit there and laugh and clown, like that's like number one you know not number one but that's up there on on the connection side of things on a first date do you kind of gauge that like do you tell a joke and you're like they didn't get it this isn't gonna work nope oh yeah i'm like i don't go like being all shy like obviously you're gonna be nervous and stuff but like i want to make i want to be myself clear at first because later down the line when i start acting like this me I don't want it to be a shock. So it's like, if you're going to like me, you got to like me for, for me now, because why put on, you know, why put up a front? You know what I'm saying? And obviously everybody always puts out their best, their best foot forward at first. I mean, 
that's just human nature but you know what I'm saying yeah yeah they always have those memes like when you first start dating and then a few months into the relationship the difference like you're like all pretty and stuff and then you're like hair's a mess in sweatpants just watching Netflix but that's when it gets real and that's when it's fun True. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So on top of music, you've noted that you're kind of interested in getting into a couple of things that Justin Bieber has also done. That's modeling and acting. Do you have any plans for the coming up or are you still in the works? Yeah, it's still in the works as of now. Yeah. Because you're in Ohio. Do you have any plans to like move to like New York or L.A. or anything like that after, you know, things kind of settle in the world? Yeah. Um, no plans yet. I mean, hopefully in the future, um, I think that would be something I'd be interested in. Speaking of what's to come, can you tell us what's on the table for you as we head towards the fall? Are you releasing more music? Will Liquid be on an EP, an LP? What's going on? Yeah, so, um, there's definitely more music coming soon. Um, I'm thinking an EP, um, still something we have to work out, but we definitely have stuff in the works and on the way. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, and actually tomorrow. Tomorrow, Friday, um, the official music video will be dropping on YouTube. Um, if you follow me at Jada underscore Niece, that's J-A-I-D-A underscore A-N-E-E-S-E, you can um, click that link in my bio and find all that information. Other than following you there, can you tell us where else we can find you online? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all Jada underscore Niece, Snapchat, YouTube. Um, Twitter, Facebook, everything. So, and that link that's in my bio would actually uh, take you to all my other links. It's like a link tree. Well, Jada, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your teeny bopper crush today. And everyone, you can find all of Jada's information below in the description. And until next time, keep crushing it.